Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to this Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here talking with Claire Trichet from uh, Wondery. How is it going, Claire? Very good, thank you. Hi, Ronan. How are you doing? So, Claire, tell us a bit about your background and how Wondery started. Sure. Um, so I'm French. I currently live in London and originally worked in investment banking for six years, uh, where I was doing uh, M&A advisory to blue chip companies. I, when I left nearly two years ago now, um, I did some uh, freelance advisory to startups while I was uh, working on Wondery. Yeah. It was important for me to to be working on a, on an exciting business opportunity, but also a, a meaningful one. Um, so I, it took me a while to, um, before that, while I was still in banking, to figure out exactly what I wanted to, to build. And it all clicked uh, when I was uh, preparing a trip to Patagonia, actually. Um, there were quite a few logistical issues. Uh, I was going with a friend who was in different time zone. We had very limited time there, and we had a long list of stuff we wanted to do. And it's one of those trips where you never know if you're going to go back in your life. So really, you really want to make sure you're doing what you really care about. So, so finding out a way to make everything work together, um, given the long distances between the, the, the different places, was a, a real puzzle. And, um, and, and in that process, um, I was really wondering, there must be a better way of planning. Um, and also I was... Re- it made me think back of my own experiences with travel yeah. and how powerful it can be for anyone to kind of grow out of um, wherever you've been growing up <laughs> and um, and to basically discover yourself, but also um, get a chance to, to just become whoever you want to be. So so that's how I started designing some wireframes and testing the idea while while we were on the trip. Um, we were going to many hostels, so that was a good place to start to, to talk to people and do the first very early uh, user research, I guess. And, and uh, yeah, that's that's how it all started a few years ago. Yeah, and how does what does actually do? What do you do now? Uh, <laughs> so today, <laughs> what we really focus on is making sure that we we address the waste of time and energy um, that travelers have, um, and especially millennials uh, when planning trips. And this is most we tackle it mostly in the context of information um, and communication being scattered. Um, so we help with the hassle of collecting recommendations, with having your communications in many different places and uh, with having the information of your trip, again, in many different places. So on Wondery, you can save, organize and share everything about your trip. Um, we're here all around your journey. Um, some people reach us because uh, come, come to the platform for the first time because um, they find a great itinerary on a blogger's post. Um, we have widgets or just they type the destination in, uh, in the platform and they find itineraries from fellow travelers. So that's one way. Then you can um, add anything else you find on the web. So we have a save button, a browser extension, just like Pinterest. So all the great blogs you find, the accommodations you're hesitating between the even the, we have people saving Instagram shots of places they really want to make sure they see um, and that they add to their trip. Um, we help with the group communication, obviously. Reaching out decisions is, is one of the big things that, uh, that we help people with. And uh, yeah, you have the information on the go with you. And once you come back, 
uh, inevitably you get asked about your experience by your friends and you don't have to write a long email anymore. You just refer them to, to your trip and, uh, and they can use that as the basis for their own. So and that's what we do today. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're working really hard to make group planning even easier, um, focusing on helping decisions with votes and polls, um, saving more time and, and making basically expense sharing easier, um, creating tailored guidebooks for you. So it's all about making inspiration actionable and so that the most mundane bits of trip planning um, are simplified. And you can spend more time on what you actually love doing, which is most often reading specialized blogs or reading a book or watching that movie about your destination. And does this work on on, uh, on mobile devices and also uh, computers, or how does it work? What does it work on? So it's a platform, so you can connect on Wondery.com yeah. uh, from any device. Oh. And uh, the browser extension right now is Chrome. Okay, that's good. So at least, well, that's good. You can work on any device. That's any good. device, exactly. Yeah, because I know that, for example, if you're working on a on a uh, on a desktop, and then once you work using a tablet, you might have to download an app. But if it's all the all the one platform, it's just a few guys who actually go and update it. Less hassle. Uh, that that's correct, and that's our idea is really to be here and to have your back uh, all throughout the planning, and even you know from inspiration to really coming back and sharing your experience. And and this is not just on mobile or just on desktop. Um, you're at some phases of your trip, you'll want a desktop because you want a bigger screen, you want 20 tabs open, and at some phases of your trip, you want to quickly add a location to your trip through from your mobile. Yeah, well, that's good to have that because I know in the past, if you were developing an app, you had to and you had to have for different, for different machines like an, like an iPhone or an Android device because there's so many different screen sizes and everything else and different devices, it was, it was a pain to update. But if Absolutely. it's if it's one if it's one one web app that can fit all, that's all you need. Exactly, and I think that's that's really where we are. We are covering you from everywhere, and also to to have the information offline, uh, it's super simple. You can sync with your calendar, yeah. so it works for everyone. It works from everywhere, um, you know, and it's super light in terms of how much battery it requires. So. Okay. Even in the most remote places, you still have access to it. Yeah, because I know that, for example, if you're somewhere where basically it is limited Wi-Fi, it's good that you can actually have it offline as well. It helps. Absolutely. Exactly, because that's the thing about travel. You need it in so many different circumstances. And also, usually, you travel as a group, and you have many different ways of thinking in the group. So, you know, you have usually one main organizer. Yeah. Um, who's taking care of most of the planning, and everyone else is, to some degree, free riding, mm -hmm. um, but to various degrees, and they have their own ways of, you know, liking to view the information. And, and it's quite important for us that we make it easy and, and, and pleasant for everyone. That's good. So tell me, so tell me a bit more about how you, you're using AI machine learning to help your products grow. Absolutely, absolutely. So we are very much in the state, stage one of this process. Um, so what we are gathering today is a unique database. Um, all the itineraries that users are you know, sharing on our platform um, are basically um, composed of cards. So each card is for an activity, an accommodation, um, or transport. And we get those ones um, and reviewed in the context of the whole itinerary, but also in the context of the profile of the travelers. 
And um, the, the machine learning we're building is basically recommendations. Um, and we're working with researchers from, from renowned institutions on that. And they're quite excited about the data we, we're gathering because we, can, we have really deep context around recommendations. Yeah. So it's not just pushing you one restaurant or pushing you, you know, on a, on a very superficial way. But we're, we're using technology that hasn't been applied in, in travel yet um, to, to make recommendations um, that feels much more, how would I say, um, natural, yeah. uh, like a friend would say. So um, a bit more. In the long run, what we want is that you don't have to enter fields in a search bar. We want to be just like a friend who comes up and say, hey, Ronan, I'm sure you'd love that experience. Um, and where you think, oh, I never thought about that. But actually, <laughs> I need to, to read more about this because that's that's a very good idea for me. Yeah, well, I guess all the technology, as it comes down in price, it's easier to use and implement it into your platform. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and really, from the very onset of what we've done, we, we decided to be a travel technology business. And we didn't want to be one of those um, who build a very big engine, um, but plug data scraps from the web and basically have garbage in, garbage out. Um, we're doing the, the long and you know the long and steady road uh, where we are gathering our own data and also building the engine. And and I think the two together will be oh, really it's, fantastic it's experience nice for the users. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. And uh, I'm sure that that, that uh, people will actually appreciate that more so that I can do all that. That's that's really where where we feel um, we can add the most value to travelers. Yeah, because I know that, for example, if the AI machinery is always updating, it always giving you what's the latest thing that, that they should recommend. It's not giving you one that could be three years old. Exactly. Because if you go with some like TripAdvisor and you look up some of the uh, reviews, you can find one that could be maybe two or three years old, not one that's basically from yesterday or today. Exactly, and and also they're all gathered together. So, you know, different groups of people um, will have different thoughts on the same experience. Yeah. And that's completely fine. But what is important is that you get the reviews that are the most relevant for yourself. Yeah. And at, at times, there's been times in the past where certain websites you go to, the reviews have, have, have been put in by so many works that that hotel or, or place you're going to to make it sound really good. At least with you, yeah. you'll be able to probably tell. That's yes, uh, that's actually very true. Yeah. <laughs> um, getting to more um, rigorous controls yeah. <laughs> over the veracity of the recommendations is a big aim for what we do. Yeah, because I've seen times where, where somebody who works for a certain hotel might be told for next hour, I want you to go and write good reviews of, of, yeah. of, of us and bad reviews for our competitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we, we we keep a close eye on this. Yeah. Um, that we hope that with you know not only the fact that it works through itineraries, so it's a bit more hassle to to create reviews for in on our platform, but also with the further ideas we have, um, that we we will be quite good hopefully at uh, maintaining a high degree of of integrity and authenticity. I think that's that's one of the things we we're really a site by travelers for travelers. And, and especially when you think about Gen Z and Y, um, authenticity and peer-to-peer recommendations are really important. And, and we want to build a product that feels, you know, very real to them and very trustworthy. 
Well, that could be your main USP. The fact that you, you can say you can trust us because we only give you the reviews you want to read and you should read. Exactly. Or hear about. But the yeah. proof is over the years. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we're we're gonna get there. I think you will because because I've seen as the uh, I've seen technology like this come down in price over here and come down in price. More chance you'll be able to use that, and it's all it's going to end up uh, taking up less uh, memory in the computer and using less CPU power. So, because mm -hmm. of that, for you guys, it's a win win. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. And tell us a bit more about how Travel Tech has changed over the last five years. Sure. Um, wow, quite a lot. Um, although I feel it's been bubbling, and now we're really at the point where it's it's things are starting to move quite uh, in quite an interesting ways. Um, travel has already had tight link with technology. Um, it was one of the first ones where you could, first industries where you could start booking on the internet. And, and about five years ago, you had a big boom on social travel websites um, around 2012, 2013. Many of those um, coming up trying to solve um the same problem, basically, sharing recommendations, um, but something a bit better than forums. And you also had quite a few specific trip planners that came after that. But I think I think just like the whole industry is a bit fragmented, on the tech side, they were, for the same reason, uh, a bit limited, which is the, the complexities of doing anything technology-related, um, specifically for travel. The complexities can be just linked to the times, to the to the number of people grouping together to do a trip. Um, but but now it's really exciting because AI and, and especially machine learning um, are reaching a, a stage of maturity um, where where they enable to go over those uh, complexities and create solutions that that feel really satisfactory to to those generations. Y and D. Yeah. And um, and blockchain actually is also another one where technology is, is starting to to come up with solutions. Um, and basically, I I feel um, that there's an opening up that's quite unique in the market, and uh, and and that allows for innovation and, and new entrants in a very busy market. It it allows for new entrants basically to to come up with uh, something a bit fresh. I think blockchain is going to be a game changer. For travel. Absolutely. Yeah. Because over, um, over the years, yeah. I've seen it basically start off with just uh, in cryptocurrencies, then suddenly it's it's diverse into other areas. And for you guys, what it can do, making things more secure, it's going to be something that you have to use. Yeah. So security is a big thing and yeah. also innovation. Um, when you have a big monopoly in travel and, uh, and with blockchain, um, not necessarily doing the blockchain itself, but you have some great startups today tackling this and specializing in this. Um, you know, they create a new opportunity for startups like us to really have access to the inventories um, first without the middleman margins, yeah. <laughs> and second uh, with the you know, as you said, the, the the trustworthiness and the security already in the blockchain. So even if you're a new entrant, a new startup. Yeah. People don't have to worry about you disappearing because you're in the blockchain and it's very clear who you are and, and it's stressable. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, big openings on that as well. Yeah. But it's it's quite, the blockchain side is is much um, much at the very start of it. I yeah. think AI and ML are now full on. 
yeah. uh, for travel. Well, now um, that we're uh, with blockchain, because it's so kind of fair, uh, fair new technology, and it's still moving away from is is wrong cryptocurrencies. It'll take a while before it's adopted fully in other areas, like like travel tech. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Building smart contracts, you know, um, it, it can make can completely change the whole the whole market. Yeah. So tell me a bit more about uh, your future plans. Oh wow! So for Wondery, um, well, at the moment with fundraising, um, yeah. we are at a stage where we've done. Honestly, uh, we covered a lot of grounds, and we've been extremely in. So we need funds to to make things smoother on the platform and to unlock the growth, the next stage, basically to go beyond the very early adopters, and and that's our focus: the community, um, growing users and content, and and. You know, it's a very symbiotic relationship we have, and we are kind of very proud <laughs> to create value for the whole community. So it's, you know, it's it's uh, the the virtuous circle of uh, getting more uh, exposure, getting more people and bloggers on board yeah. for them to have more more information and and help more people plan their own trip. And about funding, what kind of funding are you looking for? We're at the seed funding. Okay. So um, very open to um, to talk to people at the moment. Um, we are at the beginning of this, but uh, that's our first round of external funding. So far, we could uh, between the two co-founders, we could finance us, um, which was a lucky place to be. Yeah, because when you when you bootstrap for a while, it means you've got you got less people to come in and tell you what you should or shouldn't do. You can do yes. Yeah, you yeah. can explore basically a bit yeah. more as well. And also you've got a chance to do the product your way. And you get to the stage when you know the product can't go anywhere without any outward investments. But you know right now if it's gotta be changed slightly, you're okay with that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you, absolutely. You you've gone with the product as far as you know it can go and you know it wanted to go a certain way. I've got it this far, but obviously uh, I can't go any further unless somebody else get and then get more funding. But I know that if it's going to be changed tightly, I can live with that because it's got most of what I want in the product already. Exactly. And I believe also there is some virtue in, uh, in having to do with a very lean budget, especially at the beginning, um, yeah. to just have this spirit of making things work on the cheap rather than always go for the easy and, and, and maybe more expensive solution. But at least question, is there another way that could be cheaper, both in terms of time or in terms of resources? And also, I think it's a it, dynamic you set in the team from the onset. Yeah, and, and also, if you're basically you're doing a, on a cheaper budget, you know, money is going to be wasted. Because if you get a lot of money in the business, money gets spent on things it shouldn't go, shouldn't, shouldn't be spent on. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so easy to spend it. Um, absolutely, and and hopefully that also gives um, you know confidence to the investors. Given how much we could do on this much money, yeah. uh, you know, if if we just raise the seed round, uh, we should, you know, just by, without even thinking exponential, but linearly, that's already a very interesting prospect. So it, it shouldn't be so so far from our goals. Yeah, and also it shows to them that basically that when they give you money, you know, the money you're given isn't going to be wasted on like parties or, or other things. Oh. It's wasted on the proper things. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We know how to do on the... Yeah, cause on I've a seen, smaller budget and have fun still. So. Because I, I've heard of people who had basically decided they're going to put a lot on expenses from the company. And my view is that's something you don't want to do because the moment you do that, you have a side you're going to go for an afterwards party with, with your work colleagues, take them up for drinks, and then a bill adds up. 
you do it once a week. That's money that you can't afford to waste. Yeah, and um, I mean, if you're if you're already revenue generating and you make huge margins, uh, why not? Or if yeah. it's if it fits your product and your target users, why not? I think when you're traveling, um, people are not necessarily in party mode. They're more in research. In you know the the it's not all about the money. It's about the curiosity, the the spirit of adventure, the open mindedness. Yeah. And um, and you know I think it's it's good that we have it day to day. Um, that we walked, we walked the talk. Because yeah. um, I've seen people have actually they haven't done that. They've actually got a product, but they haven't. They can talk the talk, but can't walk the walk. And you haven't yeah. walked it. It's it's very often, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, if anything, that's that's good for us. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want somebody who's like Caltech, and they go, "How far have you travelled?" And they go, oh, well, I've traveled just inside basically a year. I'm not very far. And I've flown with Ireland. Or oh, just Ryanair. That was if you've flown only like Ryanair, you haven't flown far enough. So how yeah. can you tell me about trips to Asia? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I lived myself nearly two months in Bali and mm. three months in Beijing. Yeah. Well, um, that's good. And, yeah, I. It's it's very different mindset experience. It's it's good to be embraced and anyone who has the chance to go beyond the two, three weeks of holidays, um, that's, that's a really good experience to have in one's life. Um, I've done yeah, that. Asia is impressive. I've been on holiday in Uzbekistan, in Iran, um, just for the sake of, you know, going to discover those remote places and people that, you know, is fair to discover by yourself rather than just by the media or, yeah, I spent half my life, maybe half my life, living abroad. Yeah. <laughs> I, was born, I was born abroad, and when I'm living abroad, I live like a local. I didn't live like a tourist. Exactly. And that's the spirit. I think being a tourist is really much about consumerism. And, and being a traveler, it's not necessarily how far you go, it's really in the spirit. And yeah. um, there is this saying, I can't remember who said that, but a tourist sees what he came to see and a traveler came and sees what is. And I think that's that's the spirit we want to promote. However many miles away from home that is, that can be very close by. Um, but if you have that spirit, that really helps both the community where you're traveling to, but also your community back, community back home. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we're all about. Um, with, I mean, travel or sustainable tourism, as the UN calls it, is, is ticking three of the development goals. Yeah. And, and and we are completely convinced that this is a way to do soft education and to truly make the world a better place one traveler at a time. And I guess also if you tell people basically how it's done, how locals eat, how locals live and breathe, you're educating them about the real world. Exactly. And and they're more open minded on everything about people, but about situations, and, and it helps all aspects of one life, really. So um, travel is nearly just a, a good uh, reason, um, but for more deeper for more deeper things to happen. Yeah. But that's, that's our mission to um, empower travelers to explore boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> I spent about seven weeks in Japan back in 1985. And when I was there, I was living in a small little town in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. all I did was ate, and ate like a local molest, ate their food and, and, and embraced their culture. And it was great to see that, to do that. Exactly. And, and sometimes you're surprised just 
or even shocked, um, neither positively or negatively, but just because it, it can be so different. And, uh, but you always come out learning something on each of those experiences. Yeah, I was surprised because when I was living there, they used to have these vending machines on the streets where you, where you can go and buy certain products. Yeah. And they have stuff like uh, you could buy basically uh, beer or magazines for adults, but nobody under 18 would, would, would buy them. Would go yeah. And, whereas I know that if that was in Ireland, anyone would go and buy them. Whereas in Japan, it was more its culture was until you're 18, you can't buy it apart from vending machines. Then you don't. Yeah, that's, that's one of the very interesting things you discover. That's me was strange because I'm used to in Ireland basically when you're when you're growing up as a as a teenager, and you get opportunity to buy anything you shouldn't buy, you go and buy it. Whereas over there, yeah. <laughs> he didn't. It was basically shame. Yeah. Absolutely. It was great. And, yeah, sorry. And and that's that's the thing like observing how locals behave and talking to them and understanding what their daily lives is about um, is really interesting. Yeah, it is because I was just surprised. That uh, that was just that was just normal, and then another thing I find was when you walk into Japan, the big shop center, you'd find that every time there was a big shop, you find an area where you leave your kids off, and there'd be like an, a, a game zone with a lot of these arcade games. Leave your children there, and you walk off, and you know when you come back an hour later, your kid won't will, will still be there, <laughs> and you won't you won't yeah. be worried basically. What my kid be kidnapped or taken? You know your kid's gonna be happy in there, and some of the uh-huh. games I had there. You couldn't get anywhere else in the world. And they were uh, basically pretty nice stuff. And I'm thinking, wow, this is really nice. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure anyone you spoke to um, about that were quite surprised about your questions as well. I doubt it because none spoke English. Oh, really? Yeah, because <laughs> where I was was really... was really small. Uh, yeah, it was really deep, area. really deep heart in the middle of, uh, of uh, Japan, middle of nowhere. It's like two hours by bullet train to Hiroshima, which I went to. Uh-huh. And that's... Um, Opening experience. All right. And how did you get to go to that place? Well, my father was working there. Ah, all right. So I, I went there for the summer to, to spend summer with him. So That's my family hard. went over to see to spend time. And it was, it was a great place. Japan is something else that. Yeah. If you've been it's, there, you know what I mean. It's like it's like basically going to Mars. Something totally different. I haven't yet. It's yeah. definitely on my list. But uh, yeah, I think Japan, from everyone who's been, I've always heard something very similar to what you just said. Yeah, I just loved that because I, I, I just thought it was, when you were going there for two months, I was I was there basically uh, during the time of uh, Live Aid was on TV. And I tried to watch a bit of Live Aid, but there was a guy kept talking over in the studio when it was on, so I didn't see much of it, which I'd like to see. <laughs> Japanese are bigger doing that, talking over things. And then... Uh, when I went to Hiroshima, I went we went down there three days before the anniversary of the 40th anniversary of the bombing drops. Uh-huh. And we kept and asked, were we American? Because we were white. We said no. Uh, yeah. But when you walk into that, that, that thing really impacts you. Because I, I saw the, uh, the you, you saw, there's a garden remembrance outside the Hiroshima, the, the museum. And the guy yeah. came beside it telling you it's still radioactive. Yeah. And then you're walking through the museum. I was 14 and a half years old, walking through a museum, seeing all this, what nuclear bombs can do. And it really makes you very, very pro-peace. That's very true. And and suddenly history takes a whole different meaning. Yeah, um, that's one of the things I really 
loved throughout my travels yeah. um whether the, the 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 harshest time of humanity like you just described or, yeah. or happier ones um suddenly what it's not about what you read it becomes real with real people yeah um who gave up their lives their hopes their dreams and everything and i find it extremely inspiring and three years before that i was in israel for easter because i uh-huh. lived nearby at the time i lived in egypt so i went for easter easter Israel for Easter, and for a week we were, we were traveling around yeah. with, with a tour guide. And then one of the things we went to, we went to the Holocaust Museum. And when you're 11 yeah. and a half years of age and you're seeing what was done hard the World War II, so I was seeing the Russian Museum and also the Museum of the Holocaust in Israel, it really makes you think uh, how bad things about war and why you want peace. And, and how important peace is, and, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I think it, it gives a bit of... It, it helps with maturity as well. Yeah. And during the problems and, and not necessarily polarizing um, issues. And Israel is a very interesting country. I mean, walking in Jerusalem is a, is a whole experience in its own. I was there a few years ago yeah. and just walking is... It feels different. You, you can feel all the history, like the... the for, for, for thousands of years there of, of such a mix of people, culture, languages. Yeah. And then that's, yeah, it's, it's a very special place to visit. Because yeah, when I was in Tel Aviv, I, 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 I thought interested and very friendly. When you go to Jerusalem, you see the Orthodox Jews with the long hair and the hats, which you didn't see in Tel Aviv. They showed me just two Israels. And, and also in Jerusalem, just you walk on the next block, you have, you know, an Armenian church and the next one you have, you know, um, Jewish synagogue and then you have um, a mosque and, and a ch- another church. Yeah. And, and suddenly, you know, every step you take, you're just traveling the world. Yeah. Um, and I've never experienced that anywhere. No, it's great. Yeah, I think basically traveling like that, I was lucky to get to travel to different cultures. I see them. I've seen the pyramids in Egypt. I've seen the pyramids in Mexico as well, which mm-hmm. is something very interesting as well, worth going to see as well. Just need to great pyramids. And so, suddenly you realize it's it's not that different, right? And it's no. There must have been very similar brains, you know, yeah. although ages apart and and thousands of kilometers apart. There is something very common here. Yeah, there is. But as I say, travel broadens the mind, and what you guys are doing is going to. Uh, make that more accessible as well. Yeah, hopefully, and 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 encourage people really to uh, to make the most of all the opportunities you have. It's never been easier to travel today. Um, it's 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 ever cheaper, um, yeah. and there are more opportunities. You know, to more sites open. Um, so what we want to make sure is that you know we push you ideas um, to that you probably would never have thought or heard about yeah. in your own friend circle and and to go and just explore that and come back and talk to it around you and yeah. and inspire other people really <laughs> yeah well that's very good thanks so much for that for that uh, Claire sure and uh, good luck with your uh, seed funding and hopefully it works out and uh, have a thank great you. day thanks. thank you Ronan thank you Brennan pleasure bye bye bye